So today I'm talking about my love of facilitation, but more importantly, the love that I have for team building in general and just how much energy it gave me, it gave my team. And I share with you a couple of the experiences that I had that really changed my leadership. And at first, when I started this this whole journey of facilitation, it was just fun for me. I knew that there were a lot of things we could accomplish doing it, but I knew that I was just at the heart of everything, a facilitator, and that was my favorite thing. But as I explain, I had to evolve from that and start teaching other people to do that because it couldn't just be my jam. I needed all of my supervisors to feel like they could do the same thing. So I hope you'll enjoy this episode as much as I loved telling the stories and reliving the idea that I had for facilitation, my quarterly, you know, meetouts. It was just an exciting time and I was really grateful that I got to do it. I hope that you'll also consider for your team, what are some areas that you could build in some team building for your team? Perhaps maybe if you're virtual right now or hybrid, are there things that you can do to inject some more of your team excitement or creativity or even innovation as you work together to build new things? Because I think there's a there's a thing that happens with virtual work where you're not in the same room with each other, so there's no spontaneous discussions. And so uh, perhaps that'll be a, another podcast for me. But I really think that this this thing of of facilitating your own team building activities might be a game changer for you if you've never tried it. Uh, I'd love to hear from you. My information is in the description and I have on my website just four activities that you can do with your team right now. It will have all of the, the goodies, the instructions, the presentations. If you go to my website, sarahhendricks.co, you can pick it up there. I'll put that in the description as well. Either way, I really hope you enjoy my storytelling trip of facilitation and it gets you thinking about things you can do with your team. that I discovered that I loved being a facilitator more than anything. Perhaps it was the time I had the greatest opportunity in my career to take over the department I had been in for about 10 years at that point. I remember it was such an exhilarating time for me because I had so many things in my head that I wanted to do since the beginning of time, it felt like. I thought about nothing else but all the ways that I was going to swoop in and make really wonderful changes that would (laughs) immensely help the department. So I was dreaming. The first thing I was going to do was build back the team. I was going to get in there and I was going to push past the fact that I was going to make these changes. But more importantly, I wanted to push through the awkwardness of yesterday I was your coworker, and today I'm leading the department. Now, the thing I have to say is I had such a wonderful team anyway. I didn't really get a sense that there was a lot of discomfort about me becoming the department head, which... 
was very lucky for me because I know a lot of people don't get that luck. Change is hard for everybody. I don't care what anybody says. And change management is even harder because you're learning to uh, adapt to what people are thinking and what people are, are expecting and you have to bring them along this journey. I could go on and on about change management and maybe I will in another podcast. But my whole point of this is the first thing that I did was I did this really big team building half day thing that I put together and told my supervisors, all right, get ready for this. Part of the thought process was I recognized when I moved into this position, well, before I moved into this position, obviously, because I was part of the department, I could see that there was training problems across the department. Everybody was super siloed. The information was very much uh, not existent for some people. It was overabundant for other people. It was just not level at all. And I knew that the first thing I had to do was get everybody on the same page. The best way I knew how to do that was to have some pretty epic team building activities, which I absolutely love. I have books upon books upon books of different types of team building activities that have different areas of need. So if you're brainstorming, if you're training, I went all out and I went through all of my books and I was so excited. I was going to facilitate the crap out of this. And the day came where we had the half training, half day of training. Everybody was hopefully pretty excited. I didn't really see anybody complaining or hear anybody complaining. And it was off. I had this activity where around the room there were questions or ideas and I wanted people to just brainstorm under those ideas and then they would, you know, circulate the room. So they would do their idea on, on one hanging piece of paper and then go to the next. And it was it was a, a really built-in training. So if you didn't know anything about it, you knew that was the area that you needed to work on. Needless to say, that was the most fun day that I had had in a very long time. This was honestly a theme for me. I remember sitting in that room watching everybody and getting this energetic pull, this much needed excitement. I mean, I felt everybody's energy in that room. I felt like for the first time they they truly felt heard and maybe that they were recognized, that, they, that these training problems were happening and they embraced this time together. It was so magnetic and wonderful that I, it was almost like a drug to me. And I knew that this was the type of leadership that I wanted to have. I wanted to have the the team building. I wanted to fil- facilitate things like trainings and and I did for a while. And I decided, we decided we had we had done these quarterly meetings and we continued on with them. And we decided to do some twists with them where the staff would get involved versus the supervisors just running the quarterly, you know, event. And when we made those changes, we felt like people embraced the quarterly, you know, meetings because they were given a chance to talk about themselves. They were given a chance to have the team kudos. And it was not about us as supervisors. It was not about who was facilitating. This was a gradual evolution for me because 
I am by nature a very theatrical person. You probably wouldn't know it because as the older I get, that side of me kind of leaves a little bit and I'm really trying to pull it back. But I really enjoyed the almost the performance fa- factor in front of staff. And what I mean by that is I wanted to get them supercharged. So one of the ways that I did that was I established a fiscal year meeting every single year. And I I decided that I wanted to bring more, instead of like talking about our monthly numbers and talking about how we did in the year and yada yada, having another pot, potluck, I gave them about a month to put something together for each and every unit. So every unit had their own work that they did. It was it was kind of a siloed bit and they were each in charge of a of a process or or something that connected to each other. And so my idea was that they would amongst their own unit talk about the year how they saw it. So they could do anything. They could do arts and crafts. They could do a video. They could simply do a presentation. They could act it out. There was nothing that I put past them, obviously, besides the HR rules that we had to abide by, but there was nothing I told them that they had the rules on and they could do anything. And they did such an amazing job. They blew me out of the water in the things that they would do. One year, I had one unit that did a a comic book strip. So they put together pictures and they did an, a dialogue together on how the year went. They were kind of acting it out a bit, but in the background, they had put together a comic strip. And it was the most magical thing that I'd ever seen. It was so out of the box and so innovative and so creative that I was like, this is what this is what this is about. I mean, it was not about me. It was about them. And I was just blown away. Then we had another unit one year who took their own time. And I remember being (laughs) almost steering clear of, you know, making them steer clear about, you know, using their time. But I'm glad they still did. But they were they were using their time on the weekends to to make a video. And they did it in the way of like a newscaster would. So you'd have like the the newscaster come on and talk about, you know, their year or what they learned. And then they would cut to commercials. And I even uh, was asked to have a cameo in it and they wanted to interview me in the parking lot. I remember being so nervous for that, driving in that day. (laughs) This is going to be really funny for those of you who know me. Driving in that day, I was practicing what I was going to say. I was... (laughs) driving and doing an open dialogue like when I'm going to get it now granted I had no idea what I was going to be asked I was just told hey what day works for you because right as you get in we want to come up to you and do an interview like like someone would uh, like a newscaster would in the throes of like a live tv and I put on a performance and it was just it was so awesome the the whole thing was awesome we watch it back just about every single year because it was just so creative. And I was so proud of them for for just taking on the challenge and doing it the way they wanted to do it. They told their story of the year. And some of what they told me was a bit of a, a shocker 
But I think it was meant in in the best possible way. Well, maybe I took it that way because I didn't want to take it the other way. But as they're performing these things and they're telling me about their year, that year in particular, they had done a lot of changes. I did a lot of change management that year. Not only was I new to the role, but I was also moving them around. I was also changing the scope of their work. I was changing a lot of things for them. And and they took it in stride and they were wonderful. But they made sure to say, obviously because it was part of their year, it impacted their year, they made sure to talk about how that impacted their year. But not in a negative sense, they they enfolded it into their whole entire experience for that year. It was It was one of the most rewarding things as a leader to sit back and watch them tell their own story. And a lot of what I was watching, I did not know <laughs> was happening. And I took a lot of it in and tried not to, to overthink it in terms of I needed to make a swift right or left turn, you know, like if they were if they were uncomfortable about something, I, so I didn't pull back because that's my tendency is when I know people are struggling, sometimes I want to pull back for them which, as I'm sure you can tell, is not the most wonderful leadership quality. So I really have to, I have to work on that. But in terms of how they saw their work, that's what I, that's what I most took from that experience. I wanted them to be proud of the work that they did because they went through a lot with me. And in those meetings as well, I would get up and my favorite thing to do was at the end of all of that, be up in front of them and just let them know how wonderful I thought they did for that year. And I would do that through inspirational conversation with them. I would do that through storytelling and also I would do a presentation. It was It was such an experience to stand up in front of them, give them the numbers that they did, and even the numbers that might have, you know, gone short of what our actual, you know, goals were. It it wasn't, it wasn't bad. It wasn't a failure. We just went through it and we said, okay, what can we improve? And we all walked out of that room excited for the next chapter, which was the next fiscal year. And we knew a lot of the next fiscal year we didn't know, but at the time we were ready to face it because we saw what we did the previous year. And if we can get through that previous year, we could get through the next one. And each year would go like this and we would sprinkle in some team building experiences. And after a while, what I started to realize was I didn't need to be the only facilitator. I enjoyed that so much and I got such a, a high from it. But what ended up happening was I took all of that on myself and I wasn't coaching or teaching my supervisors to engage in the same thing. I wanted them to I wanted them to get as excited as I was about this. I wanted them to get in there and facilitate their own meetings in the same way. I quickly realized that's not everybody's cup of tea. And no matter how much I forced it, and I did, I tried to put them in situations where they needed to do it. So each quarter 
Maybe their group was in charge of facilitating the quarterly event. And my simple instruction was, your team has to do it. But you need to be there to help cheer them on to do it or get them what they need or answer questions. Just be a part of the process, but not be the process. It was an eye-opener to me when I realized this is not a normal thing. A lot of leaders... (laughs) One, they probably don't have time for this, and two, that's just not their their cup of tea. They don't. They usually find people to facilitate their meetings, but I wouldn't have had it any other way. It was, I was willing to sacrifice some of the things that I was maybe up against, and I, you know, eventually I, I got them done. Don't get me wrong; I wasn't like shirking my responsibilities, but I wanted to facilitate so badly that I made it a choice and I made it a priority because I knew at the end of it, if I was not in front of them, if I was not in front of them and I was asking them to do these things and asking them to come up to a certain level, but I wasn't willing to see them through that or to praise them, I knew all day and every day they would probably do it because that was the group they were. They were fantastic. But their enthusiasm, their innovation, their creativity would all take a hit. And I could not be responsible for that. We were the department to look out for because we were innovative, because I would never settle for anything that we've done before. If we didn't have to nail it to the to the wall and say that we had to do it this way every single time, you better bet I was telling them, okay, we did that last quarter. How are we going to do it differently and better this quarter? We were constantly innovating, getting better and moving and moving. And that was, that was why I continued to get in front of them because if I didn't, I would never really know what was going on in my department. I would never really know what challenges there were. Of course, my supervisors would tell me things. And of course, that's, you know, that's the line of communication. You get it from your supervisors. But there's nothing saying that you can't get in front of your staff yourself. Like, I think there is really no substitution for sitting in front of your staff and having these conversations or facilitating meetings or praising them or any of those things. Because I think more so the reward they get, it's really the reward you get because you're also looking at this as your own leadership and you're seeing how your leadership has either failed because that happens too. I've been there totally. How your leadership has failed and where you need to get better or how your leadership really brought people through a very hard situation. And if your team is very open to talking about it and you hope that they are, and if they're not, you have to start building a culture for that. If they're open to telling you when things went wrong or when things were just really wonderful, these are areas that you can take back with you and build upon by either fixing them or getting better. I'll just never forget how wonderful those times were with my staff. I have so many books and so many different ways that I've tried to incorporate team building that I made sure that it was a staple in what I was doing. Uh, I won't get into it here, but in another podcast, I'll talk about how the pandemic really messed with that because I was very much an in-person, getting everybody's energy manager, and that's where my comfort level was. This is how I, I facilitated these things. 
And without, <laughs> without being in person, that was a lot harder. And I suffered for quite some time when the pandemic hit, but I'll get into that some other time. The point of today, I just wanted to mention that I really think there's no substitute for getting in front of your staff, being willing to take the criticism, being willing to give the kudos, being willing to challenge them, even when it's uncomfortable, but more to the point, having fun with them. Don't take things so seriously. Training can be fun. Training can be exciting. You can have all of your staff pitch in and use their different parts of their strengths to really propel these experiences even further. A lot of times, even though I facilitated these, these events, I had staff who were leading them. I had staff who would take the initiative on things or read out or pre, you know present. It wasn't about me. Uh, I, I really just wanted to be there as they experienced these things together. And I wanted to create more, more than anything those opportunities to do that. So I guess the question would be for you is how are you creating those moments for your team to get together and celebrate each other or look at or talk about the challenges they've been through and how they moved past them or how they're going to move past them? How are you creating moments like that? And is your culture strong enough for those things? If you said tomorrow that you wanted to do a team building activity that involves silly hats or something like that, would your team balk at you or would you have people not come? You know, where do you need to start with those things? If, if that works for your team, not every team needs to have like a silly hat contest. But I will say my staff knew what they were getting into when I became the department head and they were so fantastic that they... They came along with me for the ride and I grew just by knowing them and just by leading them. It's an amazing thing. Mm -hmm.